Hello and welcome to Real-Time Malice in the Coliseum of Ramjack. Hello everyone, I am Alex and joining us today for Ramjack is our good friend Brad. Hello citizens, hello. We're going to be watching another episode of TNT. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Were you surprised when it's when it opened to ladies mud wrestling? Yes, that was weird. It was very bizarre. I was more surprised when I found out one of them was Vanity. Vanity being the um, the main the main one. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, one of them was the main. Yeah, pretty fun episode. Pretty crazy. But we'll talk more about that in a minute. Indeed, indeed we will. Indeed we will. First, first off, Brad, if you don't mm-hmm. mind, I do have a product review. Oh. For for hot, those who don't hot product. For those who don't know, um, I am turning forty this year, actually tomorrow. And Brad, the awesome friend that he has sent me a gift, and amongst those gifts was the <laughs> <laughs> um, the drink, like the Stanley. What would you call it? Like um, trough? It's, I don't. It 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 it, it is a, it is a tasteless snack tray. I gave Alex a tasteless gift. All right, now I have popcorn inside of it, and. Um, it's pretty cool. Actually, when I put it on a cup, I is was it like, "Flavorsome." Is it flavorsome? Um, void of any flavor. I just licked it. No flavor. All right. All right. The popcorn is really well. Good though. It's very um, amusing. So far, no complaints. When I was pouring popcorn in, it was a little hard from the bag. Mm-hmm. So you're gonna have to. It's better if you can get your snacks in like little little handfuls to like gingerly put them in. Sure. But it's very generous size. I'm worried about in the car if it jostled, if the if the food would go places. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But on my desk, as I'm with you, friend, drinking through the straw, <laughs> just putting your face into the popcorn. <laughs> mm. Now, if I was using this is a Stanley compatible glass, it's an off brand, so it doesn't have the the verticality where I would be able to just right. at least put my. Right now, I'm having to put my head to the side to drink <gasps> out of this thing. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So I got full side of the face exposure, but if it was Stanley, I just have a chin exposure. See, what you what you need to do is get is get a, a comically uh, long straw. Oh like, wow, uh, yeah, there you I go. I have. See, man, my straw is teen sweets. Yeah, I have. I have almost. I think I pretty much have every size of metal straw that's available. I have way too many metal straws in varying sizes and shapes. But there's nothing wrong with that. It's always good to have a good straw. Yeah. Yeah. All my straws are tiny, so. There you go. You're you're winning out on the straw game. But thank you very much. Enjoy. So enjoy. far, loving it. Four out of five right now because of the whole side face thing. But if I had a right, 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 I think this means I have to invest in an actual Stanley or a Stanley Ooh. equivalent and take it on the road. Like do an actual on the road, take it to work. Just drive around out. eating your snacks. <laughs> so weird. It is really kind of bizarre, but fun. Hurrah. So what's new, friend? How have you been? I mean, just living the dream. Haven't done any tax papers in a week, so they're for real done. Awesome. Am I still dealing with auditor requests? Yes, yes I am, yes I am. But I only left 10 minutes late from work today, so massive improvement. Very nice. Also, and Alex, you've seen this, but I'm going to hold it up anyway, just for the audience that can't see it. Um, I have received uh, the Storm the Capital board game. Which is amazing. I'm very excited. It's, I like, I just went through, you know, I read some of the cards and things inside and it, the whole thing. It's just a, an amazing, amazing um, production here. It's very large. Everything is really neat. Um, very funny. I love it says Insurrection in a Box underneath. I guess that's like the subtitle. Huh. But viewers don't know this but the box is big very large it is a very large game box yeah um, yeah which i was not prepared for no i also wasn't prepared for what would happen when i joined this call with brad Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. who was dressed for the occasion 
I know in the future, Tammy and Dan will maybe hear this episode. I look forward to to hearing tales of you guys playing this game with Brad. Yeah. I mean, this episode won't be out for another week or two. So as of a recording. So I can just say you were wearing a full shaman-esque costume. I, I, because I, I, yeah, I, I don't know where the idea came from. Um, but I was like, what if I got, what if I got a QAnon shaman costume? <laughs> it's like, what's available? And I was looking online and I was like, oh, you can buy like a, like a, like a fuzzy, like a, like the helmet. Um, that's like $10 on Amazon. And then I found like a little American flag cape and sunglasses set for $13. And I was like, all right, well, uh, this Why is not? too funny not to purchase. So, uh, you know, I'm just, I'm just going to be so embarrassed if Tammy and Dan are wearing the same thing when I show up at their place. Oh no. <laughs> that would be absolutely amazing. Embarrassing. Ding dong. They're never going to guess what I'm wearing. Open the door and they're wearing the exact same oh, thing. Gosh. They're wearing the same thing. Josie's wearing the same thing. Sammy's wearing the same thing. And I'm like, oh my God. Overkill. God. God. I knew I should have got a QAnon shirt instead. Damn it. Damn it. <laughs> <sighs> I look forward to hearing tales of this game indeed, and the merriment that I, comes from it. I had I had to stop myself. I was like reading through some of the cards, and they are very funny. Um, but I had to like, nope, I gotta save some for the game. I'm not gonna open any of the other little packages of cards because they are very funny. But uh, I'm excited. Awesome, gonna be a great board game. So, friend, uh, what's happening new with you? What's going on? What's what's the world like? Um, it's all right. Nothing too crazy. Um, sorry, I'm eating the snacks out of my. This is another thing oh. about. Careful where you put it because, you know, you're going to be eating snacks the whole time. Of course. Um, so not to bring the mood of the show down oh. at all, oh. but this was a life event that happened and it was a first for me directly. Um, one of our uh, pets, one of the cats, um, had to be humanely put down this last Aww, week. So sorry. Thank you. I, I appreciate the sympathy. And I wasn't really sure. It happened really fast. Because we noticed in the last, we noticed in the last couple of months that she is, she's lost a little weight. Now, the, the cat who passed is Leaf, um, an orange cat. They thought she was a boy at first because it's rare to have a girl orange cat. And they botched her um, surgery um, to get her spayed or neutered. I don't remember which is which. But they were like, oh, snap. So they stopped. So she had troubles when she was younger. And apparently cats are really, really good compared to other animals at hiding any illness unless they are very sick, which I didn't really think about or know at all. But the vet was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like dogs, other normal pets, you'll know. Dogs will definitely let you know. Cats, it's hit or miss, and most of them will cloak it out for a very long time. They just manage. They're resilient in that way. So that's what happened with Leaf. She had some underlying issue for a while, um, but we eventually saw it and she was meowing for attention. Um, clearly, something wasn't right. And in the course of a week, she lost a lot of weight, to Ooh. which we were like, whoa, this is not, we got to get her in. So I tell the vet her s symptoms, and they're like, get her in immediately, that's not a good sign. I drop her off in the morning for them to do all the scans, I go to work, I get a call from them, um, your cat's blood work is off the charts. I have never seen a cat with blood work this bad. It's, a, it's, a, it's amazing she is even conscious and awake. So her kidneys were either close to or had just failed from whatever was she was sick with. So that's why her blood work was so high that, and I say blood work as a generic thing, I don't remember the level of, the, her blood right, was right, toxic because right. they weren't, it wasn't filtering um, 
the blood and then to, to where they could filter the blood. I'm like, well, that's crazy. They said, you got to get her to the animal hospital. Um, you got to get her x-rays. Really, you need a, an echo, um, not an echo, but like a um, ultrasound to figure out what this is. If you, if you want to pursue it, we can get that started. And the way that the vet said if, I said, well, you said if, what are the other options? So they laid out three other options. And then I said, what what are the realistic chances of like what's 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 going to happen even if we can stop this so i found out that there is an equivalent to dialysis for cats but it's very different um essentially you just have to intravenously you basically have to give them a shot of fluids so it hydrates them because like she was also really really dehydrated and that will help dilute stuff and some things can get out but it is an inevitability even if you get her hydrated that eventually that will kill her there's no way for her to so they said you could probably buy a couple of weeks maybe a couple of months if we don't do anything you have days to a week and she'll just die um so i thought what are the odds of her coming back from this like could her kidneys recover and they're like no (laughs) So I'm like, and they're like, let, there was a moment of honesty from the vet that's like, look, it doesn't matter how much money you throw at this. We might be able to figure out if it was like a cancer or it was something else, or if she ate something toxic, which is a, 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 an outlandish thing, but maybe. And it's like, you're going to spend so much money to figure out what it is. And that's mainly peace of mind. Your cat will right. die in the next couple of months at I mean, best case dialysis, scenario. Like, I mean, like, no one wants to go through dialysis, but an animal, like, that's no. almost torturous. I, I don't, yeah, I don't know if that's, yeah. So the other part of it is that Leaf is not a very friendly cat to other people other than me. Like, even the other people in the house, like, she likes and she lets them pet. But I'm the only person that she will allow pick up or touch. And she does not like being uncomfortable. And if she isn't, she screams like a banshee. Mm-hmm. I really wonder if the banshee myth was just a cat in the, in, like, on the highlands of just, like, like, super loud. Like, I've never heard an animal scream that loud. That was so tiny. So I was thinking, there's no way, even if for the months that we could provide her, that she's going to let me give her these shots once every other day. And then like, how does she die? And they're like, you're going to have to put her down eventually or unless you want her to die naturally. And it could go a few ways depending on how things start shutting down. So we're like, okay, I guess logically it makes more sense. Yeah. To go ahead and do it, which is, I've had cats in my, our pets in my childhood that my parents, because I was at college and away from home, eventually had to assist in putting down. But this is the first time I've had to do it. So we yeah. prepare, we bring Leaf home, we we schedule it. So she, we're going to give her a, like the best little day that a cat can have. Um, and I think I succeeded. I'll say more than that. But the family reaction was not good. Joey could not handle it. Joey's an yeah. older kid, but he loves cats. And he was just, he couldn't take it. He called home like the next day and said, and could not function at school. He was so sad, like just crying. We're like, all right, yeah, let's, let's, let's come home. Um, Vera was really upset, still gets upset sometimes. They all still get upset sometimes. Sure. But like 15 minutes after hearing this, my daughter's crying and she kind of dries her tears a little bit and says, does this mean I can get a hamster? <laughs> Amazing. Okay, okay, tiny child. I understand. This is a lot for you. And we've always told her, like, wrongly, I guess, careful where you tread with tiny children and pets. Uh, it's like, uh, we can't uh, get more pets because we already have three pets. We can barely handle the three we have. Maybe when they're older and, you know, if, if one of them dies, we may get another one. Like, w- w- as the natural progression. We thought we had many years of this, right, not right, right, right. literally 
So we're like, well, we'll we'll see. We don't want to do anything right now. We don't want to we don't want to talk about what happens after Leaf and her death until she is dead. Like she is with us. I'm holding her. I'm like giving her pets, and she's like purring. I'm like, well, Leaf is still here, so we still have like a day or two with her. I'm looking at the wild clock. I'm like, it's kicking, man. Starting to think about names at least, you know. Um. So we originally scheduled it for a Friday, and it was a Wednesday that we got her back. But she was not doing well. So we uh, just went ahead and scheduled it for Thursday as soon as they could. I was like, she's not, I don't, I don't know if you said two days and it's like, yeah, Friday would have been a stretch. I'm just going to do the thing that I should do. Use my PTO, just take off the time from work and who gives a care? An animal that's in my care is dying. Yeah. Everyone is sad. And Joey comes home the day of, um, Leaf is around again. I'm trying to like, I'm giving her treats that she wants. She doesn't really want to eat. Um, she wants to drink water because she is dehydrated. They gave her a shot, the intravenous thing, which apparently was a huge ordeal. Um, another reason they're like, you're not going to be able to do this for very long, if ever. But she was, she was feeling a little bit better. But over the course of Thursday, she just kept getting worse and worse. And she wanted to drink water, but wouldn't. Like she would be right next to it and kind of, kind of lick it and just wouldn't. And I know that's a sign of like severe dehydration. And she was. She. I eventually got her to eat one like special treat, which is something that she liked. I was like, okay, good. At least she has like her last meal. That's that's nice. Um, did all her favorite things in the house. Let her do all the favorite stuff around. And I did something. So Leaf is an inside cat and doesn't really want to go outside, but has interest in like looking out windows. And because she was looking out the window for half the day, um, like an hour before we went, I picked her up and I took her outside and set her down. It's like, let's just explore. Like you've never been outside. And she was like, she perked up for a little bit and was like excited. She couldn't go very far, which is another reason I'm like, this doesn't hurt anything. And if I was going to die as an animal, I would want to know what it's like. Sure. So she's like, running around like sniffing well not running she barely moving to get to these trees and like sniffing and just like looking up and like, like batting at grass but she does make a beeline for where the birds normally hang out and she's just nice. like perusing like smelling like but then she gets her she would go for a while and then like tuck herself out she'd sit for a second and then she'd like get back up and she'd go and i'm following her just like batting her talking to her like like you do to your animals but then she went over to the couch that's outside that we have and jumped up and was just sitting down so i sat with her and we had a moment outside of just relaxing and like her getting pets I say all this, Stubby, our inside cat, who's always trying to get out, is pissed. He's going to every window looking out, just like, like he's at the door. And while she's in my lap, like, like, and I'm like petting her and she's purring outside, just enjoying it. I look back and Stubby is like banging on the window. It is awesome. Luna doesn't know what to do. Luna's just like confused, like their cat's outside. (laughs) It was awesome. So... We go to the vet and I take her there. And normally it is a huge ordeal to get her into her cat carrier. So I didn't do it. I just held her and she was totally fine in the car. She was going to windows. Um, but again, not doing too well. When we get there, that's when I have to put her in the cat carrier. And she barely puts up a fight. Like she's meowing very loudly, but it's like, whatever. Like, so I take her in and the vet has a candle lit for her in the lobby. And it says a sign that says, we want you to be respectful. There is a cat that we're going to have to help pass all the guests and everyone even the other people with other animals there are like very like like we're sorry for like whispering to me and i'm like i appreciate it this is this is good so we go in they're explaining the process and there's a bat there's a basket and there's like every kind of cat and dog treat you can imagine there and they're like hey look if you want to take one of these and just give them to her she may not eat but you know it might i was like all right cool so i tried to give her something she doesn't want it but then i realized in the middle there is 
a very big mason jar filled with Hershey Kisses. And it's a little, it's a little kish and a little, it's decorated like a rainbow because there's the whole thing about the rainbow bridge. Right, right, right. Um, and in the middle, it's like, it, there's a thing on the top that says goodbye kisses on the Hershey Kisses. And I'm thinking, now chocolate's toxic to dogs. <laughs> are these for the dogs? Or for the humans? Like, who, who are the, what is because everything Weird. else here is for animals that aren't human. Yeah. So they come back in and they're like, oh, she didn't take anything. And it's like, no question. Who's the chocolate for? And there's like, oh, you can have as much as you want. Uh, it's it's for it's for everyone's comfort. But, you know, also, it, even though it is toxic to dogs and cats, they're going to be dead anyway in <laughs> right. an hour. So it's like, why not? Sure. sure. And I'm thinking, OK, do dogs like chocolate? I don't I don't know. Yeah. That's weird. Luna had, I mean, uh, Leaf had none of it. Uh, so I did have a Hershey kiss or two because I just wanted some chocolate. Um, the rest of it was... Oh my God. Oh my God. My poor little Rez. So, oh. I'm have a couple of these. Oh. So this is when I start asking some questions. Because I brought my snack cup. Could have left this in the car and now I'm just going to fit it. Take some for the to-go, you know, for the long ride home. Um, it was surreal. Um, I, the process is that they give them a shot to sedate them. So they're like mostly asleep, but not, but they are. And then they like inject them with a thing and it stops their heart over the course of like a few minutes. So it, they don't have long once they inject the second shot. So they're they're very accommodating. And I really wonder what the life of a vet is like for this. And I I, I, asked, I was curious, like, how many of these do they do a week, a day? I don't know. It's got to be brutal. It's a bit. Yeah, it's got to be hard for these people because they're like injecting animals to die. Uh. And they're vets. So their whole point is that they want to keep these things, these animals alive. Yeah. Uh. Um, so they they say you can leave now if you want to. If you've said your goodbyes, you don't have to be here for any of the rest of this. To which I'm like, this animal's in my care. I'm its favorite creature. It would be, I would feel weird leaving this, leaving my cat sure. to just be alone at this. And I know that it's a cat and its concept of reality is different than mine. And it, there's personification there. I don't care. No. I, I want to be here for well, as much I mean, of it as like, possible. It's like the whole, you know, it's the whole grieving thing of like, you know, it's, it's you know, I think it's individual. Like, I could definitely see some people like, I can't handle being in here for it. And some people like, I need to be in here for it. So. So the people who need to be there for it apparently are nowhere near as many people that just cannot handle it emotionally. Right. Um, also, when Joey got home uh, early, he couldn't handle being in the house with Leaf because it was bringing too many bad emotions for him. So they, everyone in the house left. It was just me and Leaf. Um, so I was also the only one there at the vet because no one else could really handle it. Sure. Vera, she said, so we told her about the rainbow bridge because she's young, <laughs> but she understands death. <laughs> so she was like, so there's like a rainbow bridge? Like, do we have to go to it and we watch her cross over? I'm like, well, no, she's, it's like a metaphor. And she's like, oh, okay, well, she's going to die. It's so, but she still kind of borrowed the rainbow bridge stuff because we had introduced it. So she's like, dad, I don't want to be there. At the, I don't want to go to the bridge. Is that okay? And I'm like, yeah, it's fine. She's like, I don't want to go to the vet and I don't want to have to go to the bridge. Totally fine. So I'm there alone with Eve. Um, They inject her with the the sedative. She comes in. She stands up. She's a little woozy. And then she just kind of like lays down. Of course, I'm just like holding her and like petting her and talking to her, trying trying to soothe her down. And she just goes to sleep. They come back in and they like, they try to like pick her up and move her to try to like get her. And she goes, 
like just like a last kind of like right. son of a bitch why did you interrupt and they're like oh this is totally normal this is totally fine they're like okay look you can leave now if you want to she's not gonna know you're gone whatever and i'm like again i kind of want to stay here for the whole thing i want to i want to be with her even if she can't I'm sure she could hear me. And again, I don't know how much of comfort that is, whatever. So I, I carry her back to where they're going to interminister the final shot. We get there. And again, they're giving me outs. Apparently, there are stories of people just freaking losing it without even realizing, which I get. Sure. Getting halfway to the table. I'm like, nah! just all kinds of any type of story of that, like any of that. So I lay her down on the table. They get ready. Uh, they explain like, look, um, after she's dead things might happen it's just her body kind of like going to full rest i'm like i know this um but thank you for letting me know so they give her the 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 shot i'm there with her i'm like stroking her and she's like breathing and it was cute a little strange but the last sound like the last thing that she did to where she was gone like this and this happened within like moments of her dying uh she breathed like for the last time but it was kind of like a and then she was gone, hey, which was which was cute. I was like, "Oh, did she?" That's I didn't expect her to meow last, but then then she was like gone. And of course, like I'm crying. I, I, I'm not like openly sobbing and like sure, but I'm being brave, um, <laughs> real hero. And then they talked to me about the the cremation and like the final death stuff. There and again, a lot of people just cannot handle it. And I was originally going to bring her back and like bury her in the backyard and put like a little tombstone up just to be like, hey, you know, not to build my own pet cemetery, but um, well, I wasn't sure you what did, to. You did buy your house on Native American land, so. yeah. Um, but I cannot do that because if I bring her back home, everyone here is going to lose it. Like I, right? Yeah, yeah. So I'm like, all right. So and they're like, well, you, we could just take her and like dispose of her humanely somewhere else in like an actual pet cemetery. And I'm like, well, I'm also, I, I also don't want her to just be like, I mean, no, she's dead. You know, there is no rainbow bridge. Like it's just like she's dead. I, but I don't know. I feel weird about that. So we got her cremated. I haven't picked her up yet, but they put her in a little box with her little name on it. Mm-hmm. And they do, um, where they do like a, a paw impression for you to, to use like with it. So it's like, okay. They also asked how much of her hair I wanted back, which I thought was a weird question. Also, yeah. how much of her hair how do you want much? back? Not like a little lock, but I'm like, um, I, I don't, everything, it's fine. <laughs> I, don't, I mean, just enough to, you know, make, make some, uh, make some crafts. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> just crafting it up. <laughs> I, I, and also, I, I didn't ask, but now I'm wondering, like, how people just have their animals taxidermied after. Just like, I'd Ugh. actually like the body to go to a taxidermy. Ugh. I don't know. But it was a surreal experience. Yeah. Very bizarre. Wild. Um, yeah. But if you have any questions or thoughts, it is, and it's, it is tougher. It is tough to go through. Oh, yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure. Uh, again, the weirdest part to me was the goodbye kisses in the middle. That is very, yeah, I don't. Of the cornucopia of animal treats. They're gonna die in an hour anyway. Who cares? <laughs> oh, you want some? <laughs> Take it with you. That dog's been wanting chocolate its whole life. Let it go to town. <laughs> again, didn't mean to bring it down. That was like the biggest life experience I had, and it for felt sure. right. Again, turning forty, both on the wrong side of forty. Mm-hmm. Ours mm-hmm. now. It was one of those things. Like, okay, I guess it. It's weird that I haven't had this happen yet. That I was the one that had to be the the person there with these animals. Sure, sure. It was interesting. There um, still asks. Every day, when do we get the hamster? 
I'll well, update you guys later. Well, I'm half sure, I guess. What have you been up to, friend? Bring um, the mood back up with something fun yeah. and... Hold up one second. Let me grab eye drops. Sorry. Oh, My yeah. eye is very dry, but hmm. I was like, oh, it would be a weird time to break out eye drops. It's uh, well, you're telling a story of grief. <laughs> I'm like, sorry, I'm just going to... Ah, ah. It's just eye drops. No, you're fine. The only other thing I'll say is that no one wants wanted to talk about it when I got home at all. So I had no one to talk to about it. Oh my God. Yikes. I, I mean, mean friend, I, feel free to make a call anytime. I appreciate that. I, I, you know what? I should have. Emotional support friend right here. But eventually I'll, I'll share did tears with you. Mine will be from having dry eyes. <laughs> that is something that sucks. I've been having drier eyes, especially in the morning. So I have to pop them in. Nothing sucks more than dry eyes. Um, well, Alex, um, I, I had, um, an experience that was quite positive, uh, recently. I saw a film. Hmm. I saw The Beekeeper. The Beekeeper? Alex, do you know anything about The Beekeeper? I've heard that it's a movie. That's all I know. It is, it's not a movie. It's the movie. The movie? The movie. It is the movie, um, drawn out of the gate, 2024, great year cinema, top of the list right now is The Beekeeper. (laughs) Um, the most insane movie. Alex, let me tell you a story. Don't look anything up. Don't look anything up about this movie. Okay. We all know Felicia Rashad, um, formerly Claire Huxtable of The Cosby Show. Yeah. Um, the, the last person still defending Bill Cosby, except some, like, right-wing, uh, you know, people that just are in favor of, you know, rape in general. But, you know, I, I get it. She, she you know, hooked her yoke to Bill Cosby, and she's kind of, like, forever attached to him for better and for worse. Yeah. I get it. I get it. You don't have to necessarily, like, defend him, but, you know, if anybody I can see, like, how you lie to yourself... Okay, fine. But still, she, aside from that, beloved actress. Yeah, yeah. You know, she's she's an older lady now, Alex. And you know what happens to old people. They get a pop-up on their computer, call a phone number, and, uh... Oh no, they get a virus on their computer. But don't worry, they just need to update um, their their uh, antivirus. Oh, so, no big... What? Hmm, what? Huh. But what year are we talking about? Um, like 2024? 2024. Okay, yeah. so the modern time. Yeah. Interesting. Well, she doesn't know a lot about computers. Like, she lives out in the country. Like, she doesn't, she doesn't know about computers. Her daughter set that up. Like, but don't worry. She's just going to she's gonna log in and, like, um, you know, do it. Um, so, uh, Alex, what she doesn't know, that we, the audience, know, is that these people she's contacted are scammers. Hmm. And there is like a whole room of these scammers in in the most ludicrous like scam call center. Um, like these guys like running the place like wearing these like crazy suits and like <laughs> um the most like it's like almost hackers level of shenanigans and what how they portray this like sketch town scam call center. Huh. Alex, they wipe her out. They take her life savings. They take the money from the from the uh, um, the charity that she is um, um, she's involved with. Like they're able to steal everything from her. Damn! In seconds. Does she give them her personal information? Well, they tr- they scam her, Alex. They scammed her. Is there like a montage of the scam, or is uh, it like we're watching the scam, and it's basically this whole thing of like, oh, okay, so just yeah, you just give us need to give us control of your computer. Oh, wait, well, um, oh, I can see that. Oh, one, well, um, all right, now just log into your bank account and uh, just verify the deposit we just made. Oh, okay. Oh gosh. Oh gosh. We we 
we actually put too much in. Oh no, we were supposed to put, a, it's supposed to be like a five cents. Oh, we put, we put $5,000 into your account. Oh no, I'm gonna get in so much trouble for this. Oh my gosh. Uh, would you authorize us to just uh, uh, take that out real quick? Cool, mm. cool, 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 cool. Yeah, we'll need a, we'll need a password for that. Okay, cool, 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 cool. <laughs> All your money, goodbye. Hello, hello. And this is the beekeeper movie. The Alex, we'll get to Okay. We'll get to Our money, gone. Everything's wiped out. She's like, oh no, oh no. On her phone, there's notifications. Fraud alert, fraud alert. Which you think to yourself, oh, okay, great. She got a fraud yeah, alert. Yeah. Great, they caught it. Alex, what I haven't mentioned is the movie starts. This is, that's a few minutes in. But before that, Felicia Rashad um, has a, has invited, there's a guy um, that's renting um, some space in her barn. Oh, he's a beeper. Hmm. And she's, uh, and he's, uh, you know, brought his bees there and he's, and it's really, um, really helped uh, her, her landscape. It's really, you know, they've really, uh, you know, the bees have done the pollinating as they do. You know, this is, this has been great. I've really enjoyed uh, being here. It's, uh, you've, you've really, uh, you've really taken care of me and nobody's ever taken care of me before. Before. I really appreciate everything you've done. And she's like, oh, great. Why don't you come over for dinner later? And he's like, I'll do that. And we're cutting between her getting scammed and him. He's just off in the barn. He's, he's making honey. He's got like, oh, he's got the hives and all. He's got a big jar of honey. And he writes her name on a little label. Aww. And uh, so we're you know, back, cutting back and forth. So it's later at night and he goes to the door. Knock, knock, knock. No answer. But what's that sound? Is that the fire alarm going off? So he, he goes inside and there's a fire. The fire alarm is going off, but the lights aren't on. Uh, something was left on the stove. Well, well, where where is she? Where is she? Jason Statham wonders. <laughs> oh wow. <laughs> And then, then we see the gun, because Felicia Rashad has committed suicide after all of her money was stolen. Wow. <laughs> Did it cut to Amy Amanda? And when someone said, was it suicide? She said, surprisingly not. Um, no, what it actually cuts to is her daughter, who is, is an FBI agent, um, like it pulls a gun on him because she thinks uh, that he's done something to her mom's. Um, wow, because she's there. Well, uh, I guess I, I guess she got a call from her mom that, or left a message that was like, "Hey, something terrible's happened." Um, but so uh, instead of contacting the bank and the fraud folks, she uh -huh. just kills herself. Apparently, <laughs> I, that's one of the many questions about this movie. Is that like, like, listen, I get it. I get like constantly being right on the edge. Like, like really, anything could push you over and be like, "Yeah, you know what, done so." <laughs> I get that. I've lived. I have lived my entire life since I was nine with that mindset. Like, I get it. But hey, Felicia Rashad, maybe just like when it says fraud alert, click on that. Yeah, yeah. And respond and say, I did not authorize. That is fraud. Because they'll just give you your money back. Because that's how banks work. Hey, insider tip from a guy that works at a credit union. Like, yeah, you, they, you'll get your money most likely. Like, if they, if something, ha if somebody steals your money, there's insurance. Things are protected. You have to really fuck up when you give away your money to like have your money gone, gone, gone. And you could easily prove that she was coerced or that she did not give these. Because who in their right mind yeah. would give anyone their credentials for any? Like yeah. I'm sure like within a reasonable have, explanation. I mean, yeah. old people get old people get scammed all the time. Like and it's terrible. Happen. Hopefully. Report it and try to figure yeah. it out. My grandparents I mean, uh, were scanned. Yeah. Scammed. What what happens a lot is like more like um scams that go on long enough and like well like the classics like the Nigerian prince thing like mm. stuff where you've done so many embarrassing things that you just never tell anybody and just take the loss. 
like our stuff where you actively take money out and give it to someone and then it's just there's nothing but like someone like getting into your accounts and like wiping them out that's the kind of stuff you can get your money back and that's common so you're so, thinking that felicia rashad but maybe she's had old. a history of this that, that's the thing though <laughs> this olds like- olds alex olds don't know shit olds get scared <laughs> I was like also she had hoping millions of dollars stolen from her charity. From millions her, of dollars? It was like yeah, because it was a, it was it wasn't her money. It was like a charity that she like manages. So there was like two million dollars in that. There was and like, that was in a checking account, not a savings account, or like no, there wasn't, wasn't a, a limit account. on withdraw, and there wasn't a limit on the withdrawal because normally you cannot withdraw a million dollars from but a bank. But these hackers, Alex, these hackers, these hackers in their fancy suits, um, their crazy hackers esque suits. Okay, all right, okay, I. Suspending my disbelief. Abs- oh, keep suspending, my friend. Keep suspending. Keep suspending. Please tell me there's a moment where they actually talk about scams. Like, we just had a conversation about scams, where the movie also has that conversation about scams. Oh, there's, there's plenty of conversations. Oh, wow. It's a terrible thing, taking advantage of an old person. <laughs> you know, they say it's t- they talk about taking candy from a baby. I think taking money from the elderly is worse, because there's people <laughs> looking out for babies. <laughs> Nobody's looking out for the old. They're all alone. <laughs> Amazing. Jason Statham, this movie is so bonkers because <laughs> Jason Statham is going to track down the people. Yes. And he's going to go all the way to the top. Because Alex, what you don't know is he's a beekeeper. Well, actually, I did know that. You told me that. Oh, yeah. He's a beekeeper. He keeps bees. But also, he's a beekeeper, beekeeper. What does that mean? Oh, you know, the beekeepers, that organization oh, no. <laughs> that operates outside of the law. Hmm. You see, okay. uh, you see, sometimes, sometimes you got to protect the hive. And sometimes, sometimes when things get out of line, you got to have a beekeeper come in to maintain the hive. Sometimes, sometimes you need a drone killer. Sometimes you need a queen killer. If a queen starts bearing bad offspring, you need a queen killer <laughs> to rebalance nature. <laughs> what? <laughs> Gotta protect the hive. <laughs> Is there a way to get like intoxicated and or poisoned from honey? Oh, there's a lot of things you can do with honey. You may not realize this, but honey's very flammable. <laughs> well, I mean, it's sugar, but I don't... Huh, very okay. flammable. Like, let's let's say... Guys, again, everyone needs to see Beekeeper. <coughs> everyone needs to see the Beekeeper. I, I'm <laughs> gonna spoil Beekeeper, but you should see Beekeeper. Regardless, there's nothing I can tell you that's not going... It, just the sheer amount of, like, times people, like, say lines that I can't believe they're saying with a straight face. Like, Jeremy Irons is in this Jeremy film. Jeremy Irons? Jeremy Irons is in this film, and he is basically, he's a former head of CIA. Um, and I think he's supposed to be American, question mark. He's Jeremy Irons American, but he's also doing that, like, old time. Like, you know how, like, up until, like, ten years ago, uh, British people couldn't do American accents? Mm-hmm. But then somehow they figured it out, for the most part? But but before that, they always just did some kind of weird southernish thing that didn't yeah. quite make sense. Well, that's what Jeremy Irons is doing. <laughs> um, but he's a former head of the CIA, but now he's working on the private sector uh, for this wealthy family and uh, their fail, their loser fail son that's in charge of all these shady schemes, like these call centers that are scamming old people, um, which is all like mafia connected and other mm. shit. Um, but he's like, oh God, you've gone and pissed off a beekeeper. And, because, and this kid's like, yeah, what the fuck? It's a beekeeper. Who the fuck cares? <laughs> 
I don't think you understand. He's a beekeeper, beekeeper. <laughs> so, he, so he fucks with bees. What do I care? You don't understand at all. You might as well start making out your will because you're dead now. When a beekeeper's after you, there's no escape. <laughs> what are we talking about? <laughs> how, listen, how is anyone saying this with a straight face? It's amazing. It is the craziest fucking movie. Like, Jason Statham go finds finds out and he calls in his contacts. Um, he's a retired beekeeper, beekeeper, who's now just a beekeeper, beekeeper, but not a beekeeper, beekeeper, just a beekeeper. <laughs> he, he's able to track down, like, follows the money to where this call center was, goes in with, like, two, like, fucking things of gasoline and torches the place. Wow. Like, beats the shit out of everyone. No one, like, lays a finger on him. Like, can't touch him because he's Jason Statham and he's a beekeeper. <laughs> and and we're like 20 minutes into the movie like he's and he's got so many people to kill along the way it's great like there's a then they they the, the um mob connected guys try to come after him they come to the barn um and try to fucking try to like torch his bees Whoa. um and Smoke those guys out. yeah all those guys die all those guys die in wild crazy ways <laughs> It's great. It's great. And then he just uh, keeps on killing up the chain of command. And, takes it uh, up to the top. He does. He takes out, out the queen. Takes all the call centers. Um. Wait, you said before you do this, you said really quick, takes out the call centers. He destroys all the call centers? Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. He fights his way through the FBI. He fights his way, like, because they're after him now and they figured it out. And like, you know, um, girl whose mom's was Felicia Rashad. She's like, you know, figured this out pretty quickly. And like, like she's following him. And at one point, the beekeepers, um, Jeremy Irons calls in a favor to the beekeepers and and they send a bee a beekeeper to take him out because it's like, hey, you're you're not you're a retired beekeeper. You're not a beekeeper anymore. You can't be doing beekeeper shit. And they send this and this woman. I I'm so sad she died because she needed her own movie. Because she shows up, meets him at a gas station, filling up the car, and she shows up in a truck with like a fucking like uh like one of those rail guns. Oh wow. Um, it's it's insane. And uh, she's the one that gets covered in honey and set on fire because uh honey is very flammable. You also a lot of B facts throughout this movie. It's amazing. Um, if I can, mm -hmm. apparently honey can be flammable, but only under certain conditions. However, mm -hmm. yeah, um, it's important to note that burning honey is not recommended. The flames can be difficult to control and yeah. can quickly spread to other materials like gasoline. Additionally, burning honey releases harmful chemicals that can be irritating to the lungs. It's the part of, I mean, all fire is hard to control once it gets going, but the fact that it makes specific note, like, look, when honey goes up, it's it's certain conditions. And if you're it, covered in it. If you're covered in it. It's over. Just, you are yeah. released. Yeah. So, someone must have thought John Wick was really fun. How do we take that to the next level? And I, again, I haven't seen the John Wicks. I own them on Blu-ray, but I have not started oh, watching dude. them yet. Yeah, you should definitely watch Well, yeah. Maybe not. I, I have them. I, I mean, I am aware. I'm aware. Okay. Um, but okay. I like. I have them all. I have. I have. Uh, yeah. Ultra HD 4K Blu-rays. Have not popped them open yet. I've uh, been waiting to to start that train. But a uh, beekeeper, uh, beekeeper, like yeah, clearly inspired by John Wick. And you might be disappointed with John Wick. Not. To I mean, I no, because I'm sure it's a more competent movie. Because this is a very dumb movie. Um, but it's um like. I, I think I love it more because it's so fucking dumb. The The dialogue is ridiculous and insane. And I, like, I don't know how self-aware it is. Because, like, so much shit is so fucking crazy. And you've got Jeremy Irons just saying these lines. Like, there's a goddamn beekeeper. <laughs> like, you can't say that with a straight face. Um, Like, 
It's so, it's so bonkers. So bonkers. And then like, we get to the twists at the end. I mean, actually probably the twist halfway through the movie. This, this dude that's been running this thing. Um, yeah, that's the president's son. I'm sorry, what? The president's son is the big bad of the movie. Oh. Um, but he's a, he's a fucking idiot loser. So it's basically like if you took Hunter Biden and like any of the <laughs> Trump kids and like melded them into one person. Ugh. And uh, his mom's is the president. Um, and her her campaign was funded through these ill-gotten gains. Oh wow. So what political party was she affiliated with? Alex, they did something. They did they did the thing that I keep seeing because we don't want to piss anybody off. So she was an independent that was self-funded. They Boo. did this, they did the same thing on the Chucky show. The president is an independent that was self-funded so that it can't be. And Alex, for this to be like tied up to the president, it is the least political thing ever. Like there is no there is no politics in this whatsoever. This is the least polit This movie ends with like Jason Statham like taking out a ton of secret service agents, FBI agents at the at, at the president's like weekend like party and getting away with it. And like there is no political affiliation of anything in this movie. It is so like why shock it's shocking and also because clearly it's a it's a mishmash of like you know like donald trump jr and hunter biden because this guy's also like doing every every possible drug every second that he's on screen that you can easily you know you can easily go hunter or trump either way and of course it's a female president so you can also go hillary so it's like it's every it's a cipher for whoever it's a pure rorschach political test so that so to finish the hive, does he have to kill the president? Well, he so in in like the end, like basically, uh, the son is basically pulls a gun on his mom's. Oh wow! And uh, um, Jason Statham shoots the son and kills him. So, but he didn't didn't kill the moms. So then he walks away. Then he jumps out a window and then like runs down the beach and then hop, puts on like a snorkel and like gets away. No way. <laughs> It's amazing. And then credits. It's so, it's so good. It's the craziest fucking movie. It is. It, it is just absolutely bonkers. I don't know how this thing got made. Like it looks. It looks cheap. Like it looks like it's on a shoestring budget. Like all the money just went to like explosions and uh, effects and like you know that. But like also it looks weirdly cheap. Hmm. But it's amazing and I fucking love it and I. It's it's the perfect movie. I love it. I will be streaming this immediately when it's available. It's great. I, I can't recommend it. It's so fucking dumb. <laughs> like, in every moment. And I love it for it. Do the bees ever help him outside no, of the honey? No, there's no, no fucking bees! I was thinking, I was hoping, like, at the end, like, there would be, like, a bee attack or something. But no, no. They weren't ready to jump that shark. They're just yeah. like, well, we'll save it for the sequels. Yeah. Assuming this one does well. We'll get more budget so. for the second one, and then we'll get real bees as opposed to the digital bees. I hope so, because man, this movie is so crazy. It, it, like, he's just like taking out so many people. It's insane. Like they can't touch him. I'm just imagining him saying the thing you said earlier, which is what hooked me to know that this is a movie I will have to oh, watch. Oh yeah, absolutely. I, no I, one cares about the old people. It, like, let me hold on. Let me grab that. Let me grab the trailer. Let's 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 watch this. Let's, At uh, least we'll, baby's got people looking out for him. Let's watch this together. And uh, I do not remember where I saw this movie. I or knew that it existed, but I thought, oh, that's that's interesting. But I knew nothing about the plot. And yeah. I sure as hell didn't know Jeremy Irons was in it. I know. I, I knew I knew it was Jason Statham action movie. That's all I knew. 
Um, sorry, give me one second and I'll be ready. No, it's here. all good. Oh, stop. All right, I am set whenever. I am too. All right, on three, two, one, go. Everyone, need your attention, please. I'm gonna burn this place to the ground. You're a blessing, Mr. Clay. This place was crabgrass and weeds, and you brought it back to life. Mrs. Parker and I were friends. She was like family. She was the only person who ever took care of me. <laughs> I just got a message saying that there's a problem with my computer. Yes, ma'am, we got this. Yesterday, she shot herself. This is private property. Do you know what they do here? Scamming the weakest in our society? Buddy, I'm counting to three. One, two, three. There, I did it for you. <laughs> I'm gonna burn this place to the ground. This is insane. Yeah. You stomp his ass out. You're telling me one man did this. The only thing you know is he's a beekeeper. A beekeeper, a beekeeper? Well, that's not good. <laughs> is a special program outside the chain of command. I protect the hive. When the system is out of balance, I correct it. You have laws <laughs> for these things. Until they fail, then you have me. My fingers, they cut them off. Oh, what the fuck, bro? Don't move. Much bigger than a little fishing scam. The money's going all over the world to people in finance, even government. You are a problem. Goddamn right, I'm a problem. <laughs> no way he's coming here straight through the back entrance. I figured I'd give the firefighters a break. Somebody detain this guy. <laughs> <laughs> We have to kill him before he kills his way to the top. Honey? It's flammable as fuck. Who knew? <laughs> oh, I cannot wait to watch this when it comes it's, out. I mean, I cannot wait. It's amazing. It's absolutely fucking amazing. I mean, you took us through a lot of the movie, but I feel like everything you mentioned is in the trailer. I feel like that. Yeah, that feel like that trailer. It's a long trailer, and like I feel like a lot of the movie is in that trailer. Like many trailers now, too many things in the trailer. I can't even. Like, I am so excited to see this. Yeah, it's it's so bonkers. I do love like the giant screens of like the woo, like the uh, like almost yeah. like sixties like woo psychedelic computer nonsense at the hacker place. Yeah, I mean it's like the movie hackers. Like, it's crazy. Those call centers are like, what the fuck is this? The best part. <laughs> The, the part where the FBI guys are like, something about he's not going to go through the back door, blah, blah, blah. And he just walks up to them and it's yeah. like, yeah, I thought I'd give the firefighters a chain. And then just starts fighting. It's 
it's, it's insane. Yeah, it's a treat. It's an absolute fucking treat. A like, beekeeper, beekeeper? Like, yes, thank you for introducing this movie into my life. I cannot <laughs> I, wait. The, like, the first half of the movie, where, like, they are not explaining what beekeeper is. Like, you know, I, because I saw this trailer at some point, I remembered that he's, like, you know, obviously a Jason Statham character. Um, so I, like, oh, yeah, it's, like, some kind of organization. But they don't explain it, and everyone else is just like, what? He's a beekeeper. What? What? And everyone's like, oh, a beekeeper. <laughs> there's so many times i feel like there's a there are a few lines that are like a beekeeper beekeeper i mean they haven't are everyone they just, is they say like they like the uh, fbi agents say a beekeeper without knowing that there's an organization and then you see like somebody higher up in the fbi like <gasps> you just see their eyes go wide at the mention of beekeeper <laughs> oh man it's so good it's so good it's so dumb and it's so good Highly recommend. Highly recommend it. If you can see it in the theater, see it in the theater because it's a it's a good time. So right now, um, interesting. I asked Bard, when when is this going to come out to, to stream? And it went through a logic puzzle of no one knows. There's no word yet about when this is going to start streaming online. It's in the movie theater right now. But let's look at the history. And it Boy. talked about the traditional window of how long things are in the theater and then like when they normally come. Uh, like to stream and then it talked about the history of this like uh, Amazon MGM Studios which is the people who did this like how that particular studio tends to release things like how that one studio does it versus others and then it brings in another thing about distributor implications beyond that and he says anyway taking all that into account we can guess that it'll come out somewhere between maybe February and March at the earliest so be on the lookout which I am impressed by. Yeah. So yes, I'm, yeah, I I'm sure. I'm this. sure it'll be on Amazon soon because also. Oh yeah. And I didn't like seeing this because I I don't know that I've seen this. Not that I pay a lot of attention to like producing credits and all, but seeing that MGM Amazon mm. logo come up, I was like, ooh, ooh, mm. ooh, don't like that. Don't like MGM Amazon. That's gross. Yeah, that's weird. Don't like seeing that lion with Amazon by it. It's not good. It's not good. I mean, we did it. I used Amazon today. <laughs> I mean, I listen. We all we all must use Amazon. We have yeah. no choice. Like it's too difficult to not use Amazon. But that doesn't mean uh, you know we should be comfortable with the giant monopoly that is taking control of the world. True, friends. It is that super special time of the week where we talk about TNT. T.S. Turner was a city smart kid fighting his way off the street until he was framed for a crime he didn't commit. Amy Taylor was a young crusading lawyer. She mounted an appeal to put Turner back on the street, this time in a suit and tie, working as a private detective. Together, they are TNT.
how does the TNT hold up to the amazing film Brad just spoke to us about? Um, I want to say pretty well. This is an amazing episode of TNT, and mm-hmm. Brad is going to have a minute to summarize it oh boy. for us without going horrendously over. I only watched it once. I usually watch it at least two or three times. I also only watched it once, but I can remember a lot of it. It was I, very vivid I, in my I, mind. I feel it's like, a great I feel episode. Like this is, I feel like this is a pretty thin uh, thin one, um, but it was good. Um can't go horrendously over a minute because then you've forgotten everything that TNT stands for. That's true. If you go if you go under uh, by an egregious amount, uh, you're in chump territory. And friend, you are not a chump. Mm-mm, no. You are a brave heart. I'm so a I know you can hit a minute on the goddamn <laughs> beekeeper. <laughs> I keep bees. You're a goddamn beekeeper. Just the audacity of having those giant things of gas, those giant <laughs> gas tanks. You know what they're doing in there? And this is all in the trailer. <laughs> Scamming old people. Dude, get out of here. I can't. I gotta protect the hive. <laughs> I'm sorry, what? <laughs> I'm a beekeeper, I am. One, two, three. What the fuck is he counting? Ah! <laughs> oh, I love it. I love it. All right, let me get the stopwatch up, friend. This is the episode A Secret No More. I trust that we held each other accountable. That's why I'm getting a stopwatch. That's why That's why there's time. Mm-hmm. It's not just fabricated. This is skill. This is art. This has taken many years to, perf- uh, to perfect. Mm-hmm. And on Go, friend, what's the name of this episode? Do you remember? A Secret No More. A Secret No More. One. One, two, three, go. All right. So it's A Secret No More. And uh, we start off with some mud wrestling, which I forgot was a thing. Was that only in the 80s? Don't know. Uh, what I don't know, because she was covered in mud, is that one of them is Vanity. Great to see her again. It's been a while on the pod. Um, so uh, Vanity is mud wrestling, and some uh, some political sketchy guy comes in, and he's followed with two uh, guys, and then he's like, oh, no. And then he turns around, and I don't know what's going on, but it's like, all right, well, I, you know, political problems. Oh, I can't do it. I, I just, I got to get out of here, guys. And they're like, all right, we understand. His car blows up moments later. Oh, no. Um, so, yeah, Mr. T uh, gets hired to investigate from the insurance company because he's getting hired by insurance companies all the time well it turns out vanity is an undercover reporter who is pretending to be a mud wrestler very weird the guys that run the place are actually it's all a big con because that guy's a senator and actually he's faking his death to collect money so he can pay off his creditors which are those guys one minute that's how we do it in the hive (laughs) (laughs) so so to answer your question mm-hmm. i know that mud wrestling or pudding or jello wrestling not jello some sort that of goop- thing that's that, a thing okay yeah some sort of like goopy thing that people wrestle in did make a resurgence in the late 90s early 2000s because it was in a lot of like um college movies um aimed toward young adults Wow. As a thing that happens at fraternities and sororities and well, maybe not sororities, but fraternity parties. And I was also then questioning it like, what? What is this? Why is this a thing? Yeah. Okay. Because I'm like, I like, I, I, I feel like in the 80s really like to pretend that was a thing. I don't know if it was a thing, but the 80s loved to pretend that was a thing. I don't know if it was a thing. I. I mean, very possible. Very possible. I'm sure it is. But again, bizarre. I'm not a... Uh, yeah, because it's like, it's supposed to be, oh, it's sexy. And I'm like, I... 
Like, okay, one of these people is Vanity. And first of all, didn't recognize it was Vanity at first. Mm-hmm. But then, like, when we see her later, I'm like, oh, Vanity, super foxy. But I'm like, she's much foxier when she's not wrestling in mud. Yeah, it was weird when she was wrestling in mud. I don't, I like, I don't get the, like... It's like I can almost understand how it's supposed to be sexy, but at the same time, it's just not. It's just not. Two people locked in combat. They're sliding around and they're all goopy. Okay. I see that you're doing the work. It's just the problem doesn't add up to me. I see how you're doing it, but I don't get it. Also, like mud is like weird and dirt. I don't exactly, I'm not a, exactly fills. And then what you put about, like, what about a shower fight? Could they have a shower fight? There you I go. Think that I would be more into. Everyone's suds clean. It suds it up. Everyone is clean. Everyone leaves refreshed. Everyone leaves cleaner than they went in. Not gross. That's a There's... weird way to have a sexual encounter. <laughs> I mean, and and when you start bringing like food into it, like Jello or pudding, yeah, that's like, what the fuck are you doing? Absolutely. Then I'm let's, like, then I'm thinking about like, oh, game. is there like spoilage? What's happening? What's happening? What's man, like already is this food waste? Like this is terrible. What's going on here? It's definitely food waste. Like was this was this edible or is this past? Is this like past due? What's going on? How would you find that much mud? Um, Alex, mud is a plentiful resource. Well, uh, that means that you're bringing in bags and bags of dirt mm-hmm. and then just add water, putting a lot of water into it. Yeah. And this is indoors. We should also mention that they are in a club and there's a lot of people around them. There's a bar. And it's like, yeah. And the bar seems pretty clean. So is the mud, is there just like a constant? Are they reusing the mud, I'm assuming? I mean, they don't clean it that often. And I guess you would need to, but you think it'd get gross after a while. Like nothing about this seems good. I mean, I don't think you keep the mud. I think you got to be replacing the mud. But again, Alex, I, mud, not, it's, it's, it's a practically infinite resource. I mean, true. There is, to me, an issue of how they maintain this mud pit. I think you just, every every night you do mud wrestling, you sprinkle new, another new bag fresh in, mud. put some more water in. Yeah. It's too dirty. It's just too I, dirty. Absolutely. It is filthy. Don't get it. Anyway, Vanity is wrestling someone. Everyone's going crazy. During this, we see the head honchos of this place, or who will know are the owners of this um, dirty establishment. Mm-hmm. Walking with a senator. We don't know he's a senator yet, but we... And the senator is walking with them. They're talking. He looks over and notices Vanity, because who wouldn't, even in mud, from mm-hmm. across the room. Um, he's like, is that Vanity? Huh. Well, I still got to get out in the alley. They go to the alley, and they're talking, and the senator's just like, look, I got to get out of this. I, I can't be associated. I'm a senator, or soon to be. I, I can't associate with this kinds of places anymore. Is that cool? Are we cool? And one of the two guys is like, yeah, you know, you've always been on the up and up with us. We're fine. We're good. Up in a, in a building in this alley, up in a window, there's someone frantically taking, like using at least two rolls of film. Yeah. Snap, 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 snap. Just trying to get all the pictures of this. I, I, I thought clearly of the senator and these guys. And I know that's what is happening, but that's mm-hmm. a lot of film, especially for him to fuck it up in a minute. Seriously. But then the senator leaves, mm-hmm. just driving around Seacouver. And then his car explodes because there's a bomb under it. I So, I mean, clearly misleading because we don't see him get out of the car. Mm-hmm. And there's no chance that he faked his death and stayed in the car and then just got out. Yeah. So, I mean, 
uh, nothing but shenanigans on that front. So sketchy TV show. That's sketchy. Um, I actually was thinking maybe at one point that oh, what if he survived it and like that's what's going on. There, he's like gonna be a witness, but they don't know it yet. Hmm. Um, but. I, you know, obviously that was not the case because he was faking his death. Um, <laughs> T doesn't normally pull this kind of shenanigans. Yeah, I, and that's... I felt a little, felt a little weird. Like I was actually shocked when he appeared again because I thought, oh fuck, I thought he was dead. Yeah, you... I thought, yeah, you should, you should be dead or injured because, like, again, we see him driving, we cut under the car, he's at a stop sign, and the car explodes. I'm like, I'm sorry, you, you just conveniently cut away for the one second where he jumped out of the car. Like, did no one see, like, jump out of the car? Like, we don't even get a reenactment showing us him getting out of the car, like, later when he says, I certainly, when we notice he survived. We're just supposed to take that for granted. Yeah. It's a little sketch, a little sketch. So, yeah, um, Amy Amanda comes to Mr. T's office, which is in Decker's gem still. Uh, and is like, all right, so here's what we got. It's from an insurance agency, and uh, they want us to investigate this. Because the, they're going to have to... looks like it's a politically motivated killing, which pays out more in insurance. <laughs> Whoa. Interesting. Interesting. I Interesting. have the politician writer on my insurance policy. Yeah, seriously. I mean, weird. Politicians are worth more than normal people. Apparently. Apparently. I do hmm. love the moment, because there's a moment where Mr. T asks, and this is why I asked and brought it up during the beekeeper talk. Because Mr. T says, was it a suicide? Because apparently this guy had a lot of debt, um, or we learn later he had a whole bunch of debt. And Amy Amanda says something that to me is a little troubling or weird, but I think she says something like surprisingly or astonishingly not, or just the word choice that she's, and I'm not using the right words, mm-hmm. but it's like, huh, it, it's almost like she's she's like, you know, I thought of that too, and it would make sense, but no. And I thought, does it make sense? Is that yeah. a surprise? Yeah. Because, like, again, we I, this only really comes together at the end, and I still don't think it does. But, like, I thought it was going to be a situation, like, oh, he found out, because he found out, like, his daughter is, like, a mud wrestling or something, and it's going to be a scandal on his career. I think that's what they want us to believe in the beginning. Um, And I'm like, what? Weird. Very strange. Like, what's going on? And then we get this whole photographing thing, and I'm like, I don't understand this. I... So, I, again, because we know what happens at the mm-hmm. Let's try to fucking put this thing together. Um, so, this guy is in mad debt mm-hmm. to these two brothers that run a mud wrestling bar. And <laughs> among other things, amongst I, supposedly. Other things. Um, and he works out with them that the only way he's going to be able to pay off his debts is if he fakes his death and gets this super political payout mm-hmm. on the insurance policy. Like, what if Donald Trump <laughs> fakes his death <laughs> to pay off these lawsuits? I know he won't because he just won't pay them because that's, like, how he's lived his entire life and how, you know, every rich person lives their entire life. Mm-hmm. But wouldn't it be great <laughs> if, if uh, the end of all this, like, political nonsense between uh, Biden and Trump is Donald Trump has to fake his death to get an insurance payout because of all the lawsuits. <laughs> I just hope a, a T is on the case oh, so he doesn't get away with it. it or isn't hilarious. on the case we can get away with it. it well, there's, yeah. There's so many levels to this that do not make sense. For one, the guys, the brothers who mm-hmm. run this the, the Mud Wrestling Nightclub, they seem to like this senator. Yeah, yeah. So much so that the older brother's like, look, you owe us money. I'm going to do you a solid. I'm not going to kill you. I'm not going to escort you. That's stupid. You've got, he comes up with the scheme for the political payout for the, for the crazy writer that they put on this insurance policy. And it seems like they're all like cool with it. It's like, yeah, man, you're going to fake your death. You're going to go off. You'll take some of the money. (sighs) We'll take what you owe us. No big deal. And you know what? That's enough. 
You've always done good by us. I mean, I, because because again, you're playing that that beginning scene that like yeah yeah because like that only yeah that only makes sense the way you're saying it. But like yeah. clearly that's just a misdirect. So we don't we think that they he they actually killed him because we can't obviously as the audience we can't know that these guys are all in on it together and this is a plan. But it doesn't make any <laughs> fucking sense because a if he owes them a bunch of money, so oh I owe you a bunch of money. No worries. Here's what I'm gonna do. I'm gonna fake my death and run away um buddy how do we find you to get the money <laughs> no no i'm gonna get you the money and if you don't <laughs> no 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 no. listen 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 look i'm gonna die it's all my wife will mm -hmm. get the money mm -hmm. she will pay you that money or what you should do is after she gets the money you call her uh -huh. you do a scam she doesn't know much about computers just get in there you take the money oh. you need out Okay. All right. All right. All right. And then that's how you get the money okay. all in the book. She gets it refunded from the bank. Now, now, I, hypothetical question. Hypothetical question, Senator. Um, now, what's to keep me from extorting you for more money? Because I can hold the fact that you faked your death for insurance fraud over your head. So now I get all the money. That's the thing at the end that really bothers me. Because that's <laughs> it makes logical sense. But no, it's like these brothers are like, you know what? Cool. I like this is like this no is no extortion. Like, We're buddies. This is. <laughs> like the most small scale big scale grift I've ever seen yeah it's wild and like and also you guys are such good buddies you're so trusting of all this like why are you letting him like why, why are you still holding him to these debts like what's going on he is more valuable to you as a senator or in government yeah $150,000, even in the 80s, small price to pay. Unless like, you have seriously. debt yourself, I don't know, man. I mean, none of this makes sense. Like, what's going on? Like, I. So, that <sighs> is, that's one mystery, but the other mystery to me is vanity. Because what the fuck is she doing? Exactly. What is she investigating? So, this is, this would. This would also suppose that in the 80s, being an investigative journalist was fucking amazing. And not too dissimilar from, like, well, a secret agent. I will say, like, again, we're, in, we're, you know, we're in the late 80s, but, like, like the 70s, like, money actually, now that there's, like, zero money for any local anything, no, there's no local journalism, but, like, that used to be important. Like, local journalism mm -hmm. is and should still be uh, very important, and it was well-paid, and it was, like, skilled work, especially. Mm -hmm in a larger city that you know needed it um that's all been you know killed by capitalism like everything mm -hmm. um but i mean i could definitely see that that's like i mean probably by the late 80s that's probably phasing out more but like you know like late 70s early 80s definitely definitely but and maybe i just don't know that much about journalism then but but having a, an actual second <laughs> job because you you know that a senator goes to a mud wrestling bar so that on occasion like so therefore you are going to get a job being a mud wrestler at the mud wrestle at the sketchy mud wrestling bar probably owned by criminals so that you can do a long-term investigation and she knows the people at this bar by name her co-workers she knows these people mm -hmm. so she's been doing this for a while yeah she's got the guy across the street taking all the pictures and he's yeah. just sleeping in an abandoned uh, yeah thing he's got she's got a, like a quasi relationship with the older brother she she's there in the morning to help them get ready for the night and then goes to actual work at yeah. the journal like at the newspaper or like the tv place wherever she works yeah and where did when does she sleep she great works at question. the bar great question i mean i you know i guess she's getting off you know i would say by you know one or two from the mud wrestling um and she's clearly here like 
by like nine. So she's like, I mean, it's not a lot of sleep. Not a lot of sleep. This woman does it all. Has time to do her makeup. Has time to work out. Can to stay fit. Can we talk about this outfit in the morning when she shows up at that shifty apartment? Like, I mean, coolest fucking outfit. Oh, yeah. The gloves. These gloves. with the, I, I don't even know how to describe that. This like, giant cuff on the glove that's like rhinestoned out. There's nothing that can win best dressed over this, right? Uh, no, this is like all time great dress. Like, I love this. This is so fucking cool. She has a motorcycle. Like, she is living the fucking dream of yeah. an investigative reporter. It's got to be fun. Yeah. Um. Yeah, best, by far, the best outfit we've ever seen on TNT. Um, T goes to talk and to the brothers. And who is she wearing this outfit for? Herself. Because, <laughs> hold on, does she go by the bar? Yeah, oh, she yeah, comes she out okay, of the yeah, bar. Yeah, she does. Yeah, she does. Okay, okay. Yeah, because that's when Mr. T meets her. Okay, I was like, because I was like, wait, did she did she wear that just to go see him and then change clothes on the way to her like job job? But no, 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 no. She goes to the she goes and meets with him. Finds out that he didn't get any of the photos because he fucked up the film. I thought that was gonna be a ruse. I thought he probably I thought he had the photos, but he was keeping them secret for some reason. A lot there are a lot of red herrings, but it turns out it's just people being dumb. <laughs> like, <laughs> so T goes to the place to talk to the brothers. Now now they know he, he he's investigating it for the insurance company. The brothers are like, we knew the guy. We were good friends. We don't know what happened to him. Yeah, we told the police the same thing we're telling you, which I guess we don't have to do, but I don't know why. Um, but yeah, so what if he exploded in his car like minutes after he left here? Probably politically motivated. Who knows? Hey. It sucks. We were friends. Later, T. Get the fuck out of here. Bye. And then the and so Mr. T leaves. Um, very suspicious of them because they're very suspicious. Mm-hmm. Um, also, oh god, like they're both dressed terribly. I hadn't really. I'd been looking more at the sketchier brother of the two, the younger one. Yeah, but now I'm looking at the other guy's outfit and I'm realizing, uh, oh no, at at nine eleven. Oh, ooh, terrible time. Um, for so many things, but especially this outfit. Uh, like the pattern is so upsetting. It's there's so many different directions of a checkeredness going on and I don't approve of it. The shirt itself underneath the blazer looks almost like it has a sheen to it. Yeah. And is it just the shirt or is there a tie that's the same color? Uh, no, I think it's just the shirt. I think it's a weird... I think the texture of the shirt is weird and I think... I think it's I think it's a just, uh, I think it's a weirdly designed shirt. I mean, yeah, that's and just I, I just don't I don't care for this. Like, Agreed. The the contrasting weird like it almost he almost looks like you know how like anytime you see like non Federation humans in Star Trek they're always wearing these like weird fucking patterns that it's like fuck <laughs> you like that's what he looks like he looks like a Star Trek future person he really does that is the best way to describe it oh oh man don't like it don't like it. So, so Mr. T, as soon as Mr. T yeah. leaves, they're like, hey, Vanity, uh, why don't you uh, take the rest of the afternoon off? But be back here by eight for the mud wrestling. Okay. All right. All right. All right. All right. All right. So it's I. what was she there to do? Like the bar Hang is out. not open. She's just there to like, what, clean the bar? Like, do they can they not hide? Like, listen, they are grifting senators for hundreds of thousands of dollars. They can't like hire somebody to fucking clean the bar that doesn't also have to serve drinks and mud wrestle. That's the other. I, like, she has too many jobs at this place. So many jobs. Um, I mean, yeah, there's so many questions. The other question is, why is this guy taking all the pictures of Mr. T? Surely he knows Mr. T is not really a part of any of this, but I guess he's taking no, pictures he of know, anyone yeah. who comes yeah, by. Like yeah, anybody that, anybody that comes in or out, I think he's just getting photos because they're just trying to, to 
pull break down the evidence on what are the, I are they, are they is she investigating the the bar owners are this I thought she was investigating the senator right that's where this mm -hmm. all started she knew the senator was there and the guys it's known around town that they're kind of shady yeah so it's more of like how deep does his shade go right so she so they're they're investing in the center because they know he's gone to this mud wrestling place and it's sketchy and it involves sketchy people. So I get that. Again, getting a getting an extra job, or getting like two extra jobs at one place, um, to because a, a senator occasionally shows up is crazy. Yeah, it's uh, so. I'm, she she goes out and talks to T for a second and is like, hey. I'm just making sure you're on the up and up. I don't know who you are. What's going on? Mr. T's like, those brothers are weird, but cool. You'll be seeing me around because I'm investigating this for the insurance company. They'll they'll get their money. I won't give you money. She's like, yeah, 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 yeah. So then they, Mr. T pulls out. She gets on her motorcycle. Again, mm -hmm. awesome scene. Amazing outfit. She pulls out. Then we see Mr. T was just <gasps> hiding his car down another alley. Um, and as she goes by, he backs up and then follows her. But then he loses her only for her to like ride up beside him and like raise her visor and look at him like, <laughs> yeah. you thought I didn't know you were going to follow me, motherfucker. It's a, it's a real fun, sexy chase. And he's um, into it. Yeah. And eventually, because uh, she's on a motorcycle, she gets away yeah. down an alley and she escapes. Um, then we see her in like a business wear um, walking down an alleyway. And it's like, oh, what's going on? Well, what's up here? What's she hiding? What's her secret? Hmm. And we see that she's going into um, the newspaper. Uh, the can, Daily Star. Yeah. Can we talk about? Okay. When she goes into the Daily Star, there's a guy behind her mm -hmm. wearing the most crazy 80s trench coat. I'm like, this guy is definitely a Highlander. No doubt about it. <laughs> that dude is hiding a sword. He's wearing a Highlander trench coat. Mm -hmm. No doubt about it. That is a McCloud. Even his hair is like, that's a, yeah, yeah. that's an immortal. Yeah. Definitely probably has had a quickening or two. Yeah. Won't make it to the end though. Which, Will not make I it mean, to the he end. He probably sends a quickening because he knows that Vanity was an immortal in season one of Highlander. Hmm. Hmm. Well, that does a whole lot of things. Vanity's outfit here, again, is business chic for the 80s. She is still the best dressed by oh, a mile I of mean, any of these losers. Of I, course. I don't, I don't want to be too harsh. Any of these people at, at work. Yeah, it's not, like, yeah, this 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 dress, like, is amazing. Like, well, I guess it's is it a suit or is it a dress? Oh, yeah, it's like a suit, um, like a pantsuit situation. It is super foxy and, like, just a cool cut. Like, I like the way it's, like, um, like scalloped in the back. It's cool. All of this, all of this. And she also stayed up really late last night, mm -hmm. wrestled in the mud, mm -hmm. cleaned bar, cleaned a bar, <laughs> rode her motorcycle around town, deal, dealt with the brothers and whatever had happened this morning, and still got to work. Dealt with Bunky. Yeah. Bunky, the, the sleepy photographer. Oh, God, his name's Bunk. <laughs> and and she's coming this correct to her workplace? Her actual work? I'm, I'm telling you. And you're telling you. me the secretary at the front desk, who probably got a full night's sleep, not a care, couldn't bring a better outfit. That the Highlander couldn't choose a better outfit. Well, I mean, that's it's a Highlander outfit, Alex, acquired. You True. have to wear that trench coat. And it's usually coat. shitty white sneakers, but you know. It's a trench coat. Um... I love how she walks down the hall looking at her mail or like reading stuff mm -hmm. and the way that she just kind of moves to avoid the palm tree uh -huh. really makes me feel like she's gone down this so many times and that she just know like she lives with this palm tree being there, which is a subtle thing for an actor to do. I know that sounds weird, but I was like, damn, mm -hmm. she's doing a really great job in this role. <laughs> 
for this for this tea episode of TNT. I mean, she's always great. She's always great. But who's at the water cooler with her nameplate? That's that's a great that's a great bet. Like, excuse me, I think this belongs to you. <laughs> TNT. T's also wearing that orange jacket he was in the last episode, yeah. which is great. Love it. So, uh, yeah, so um, clearly uh, they go back to Decker's gym. Like, you can't just talk to her there, <laughs> Mr. T. Like, what's going on? <laughs> um, but uh, no, she's like, she's like filling him in. It's like, yeah, um, I'm undercover because I'm doing a story on the senator and uh, these sketchy brothers. So um, they're talking about this. And then Decker, like, drops towels all over her, <laughs> which is great. Oh, uh, I gotta say, Decker, I, I, is it his haircut or what? Decker looks really great this season. He does. I think he got his haircut. I think maybe maybe he's like put on some more muscle. Um, I mean, he's an in-shape guy, but I think he's really, really leaning into it. He's looking good I this mean, season. He does. And no wonder he turns Vanity's head because mm-hmm. she's she flirts right back with him. So he, he calls, can call me Danforth. Yeah. <laughs> like, really? All right. I mean, Okay. Also, I'm very sad that him and, and, and Sophie slash Sophie slash Sophie are not together. I'm really sad that she hasn't shown up in the season yet other than the voiceover in the first episode. Agreed. Agreed. She's still in the opening credits, but again, yeah. this is 2024, and I don't know if they just have the same credits for like everything. That's possible. Which would suck, because I really looked at those credits as a time. Anyway, Amy, Amanda, and um, T are going to go to the... I guess senator's office to look around for stuff, mm-hmm. which they had to pull. They had to jump through a lot of legal loopholes to even do. But they're gonna go see if there's any leads. What could have happened? They go together. This is awesome, and I was yeah. not expecting this at all. No, <laughs> but I also so they go. They have the keys, and Mr. T notices there's movement inside already. Someone's already in there looking through stuff. And Amy Amanda's like, "Oh, well, then maybe they'll let us in." She just bangs really hard on the door. Yeah, She's that's like, a hey, wild knock. Hey, can you let us in? And then. It just shatters the the glass in the door because someone took a shot at them. Yeah, and not just someone, like sketchy brother. Yeah, younger brother, longer hair, better suit. I yeah. mean, at least it's pink with like the blue, like a better sense of like color and pattern management. Mm-hmm. But I love the way it's framed because it feels like he shot right between the two of them. Yeah, because it shatters. You see him for just like a second. Just great. Yeah, I, but I also find it insane that they. And I mean, I know, like in reality, you know, you're in that moment. There's a shot. Um, you know, you probably don't have a chance to fully register what you're seeing. But like, I feel like, how did you not see him? Like he was like, <sighs> he was right there. <laughs> They start chasing him through the back rooms. He's just leaving doors and they don't really get him. Emmy Amanda starts speaking around and again, the whole office has been ransacked, but they don't. He, um, he gets in a car and drives off, but not before taking another shot at T. And I love how they just have him take cover, but the bullet like graze the, the, the brick. Yeah. Like he really just barely missed. I love just that. It makes it more um, higher stakes. I mean, I, yeah. I never thought T would die, even in the last episode where there was a lot more gunfire or the yeah, movie we're doing, explosions. We're doing a lot of like effects things. Like we had a car explode in this episode. I mean, that's what our like sixth explosion this season <laughs> with all the fucking movie shit going on. Um, like, I, so there's that another explosion. We got the squibs going off. We got that yeah that bullet on that the squib on that um, brick wall was good too. I mean, it was it's well done. They're 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 kicking it up a notch. Yeah. So Vandy goes back, yeah, and um, again, we're in the awesome uh, foxy uh, leather outfit. And uh, the woman that she's going to be mud wrestling is like, like really hassling her. And it's like, what do you, how many jobs do you have, woman? What do you, what's your deal? For all we know, she's also an under, undercover <laughs> uh, news reporter just for the rival newspaper. Definitely. One of the four rival newspapers in town. I really don't understand the mud wrestling, like, at all. I, yeah. No, I, I really, really don't. 
I mean, I, I guess it's just, I don't know. How was it entertaining? I don't, I don't get it. Well, because it's, it's supposed to be, it's, I don't, it's, it's wrestling, but it's theoretically sexy. I, it's like, it's like that sexiness that's like only sexiness because you're told that sexiness. It feels more like a performance art piece where mm-hmm. there's people in like this, because it, it's mud that's really watered down. So it's basically yeah. goop. Yeah. And they're, they're like covered in it and they're like rolling around. But again, nothing, it, I'm told this is sexy, like, yeah, that's hot, but I'm really not feeling I, it yeah, again. I it know. feels like I, there should be some larger message that they're doing or like, it feels like it's performance art to me. But like, I, again, I, removed like, from it. I, again, I haven't gone to a strip club, but like p- people go to strip clubs and think it's super hot. I think it's also weird. weird. <laughs> I think Agreed. It's, it's gross. It's gross and hacky. Like I just, I, really, I can't find it sexy and I don't, I think it's only sexy in its implied sexiness. So I, I have met people, I think we've talked about this on the show before a long time ago, where anything that involves people who are scantily clad and or nudity is automatically sexy for them. Now, people who, I I mean, I, I went to school and learned a lot about art history. To me, nudity does not necessarily have to equate sexiness, <laughs> but there's some people that cannot separate those two. Yeah, well, it's a fucking, we, we're in a country of fucking Puritans, so... But that is also fucking weird to me. This is those are the people who enjoy mud wrestling from the, from a, yeah. that think it's sexy. Yeah, and I'm just like I don't I don't know. But they would also look at like <laughs> any nude woman in a Renaissance painting and be like, oh, this is too hot. Yeah. God damn. And you just show this in an art museum? Yeah. Are you okay? Yeah. Those are the same people the that fuck? like as soon as they have kids, they're like uh, trying to ban books in Florida. Like, yeah. it's Moms for Liberty shit. Like, oh, I don't see, I don't know. I don't see how you interact with the world like that. Like, I just can't. You have to I don't be constantly it. repressed and frightened. So weird. So that's the people who enjoy mud wrestling. These are the clientele, I guess. Yeah. But they're mud wrestling. They get right to it. Yeah. Uh, weird job. <laughs> it's so fucking weird. I mean, like, um, again, if this was supposed to be sexy, then, like, how is Vanity, who's super foxy, less attractive when mud wrestling? <laughs> I mean, I feel like scientifically you've just proven it's not a sexy thing. No. Um, so I guess it's it's after uh, after the mud wrestling, and, uh, you know, she's just cleaning up. She's, she's taken a shower, like, put on, like, her normal working at a bar clothes, and is cleaning up. So she has to fucking mud wrestle, then fucking take a shower, get dressed in, like, fucking all leather, and then, like, clean the bar? Can you not hire <laughs> one other person? This job has to pay really well. She was well. cleaning this morning. Hey, how about blonde girl? How about she has to clean at night? If Vanity cleans in the morning and then mud rustles at eight, then like <laughs> from eight to one, she's mud wrestling? What's going on? I think, I don't even know how this works. You would have to have like a group of people cycle in and out. It can't just be Vanity versus this one lady for hours. They couldn't go that long. Oh. But not only did she do all that, Brad, she applied her late 80s makeup and did her late 80s hair. Yeah. That had to take 30 minutes, if not 45 minutes. I'm telling you. And the bar's already closed. I mean, like, and you know, like, a bar is not going to, a bar that has mud wrestling is not a place that closes at 11 p.m. I'm sorry. Like, it doesn't happen. If you have mud wrestling, that's going, you're going to, the bar is open. Like, the mud wrestling may stop at midnight, sure. But the bar is going to be open till 1 or 2. It has to be. Must be. It's a sketchy bar that has mud wrestling. (laughs) So Vanity 
told T and um, Amy Amanda to stay up. She'll come after about an hour after work um, yeah. and meet up with them. And she'll talk about what she found. So boss leaves. She goes up to his office. He's got lizards well, the, uh, in the before, terrarium. Sorry, before that, we got to mention the boss is like hitting on her and trying to get oh, her yeah. to like fuck him. And she's like, uh, yeah, you don't know that kind of girl. It's like, oh, what do you mean by that? It's like, I mean, take me out to dinner first. Scary guy with terrible clothes. I'm like, Gugh. I mean, he buys it. He's like, of yeah, course. all right. Weirdo. I want a TV show with vanity in it all the time. Like she's uh, yeah. just a, she's I need so to see. She's so great. I want to see this reporter come back and just run into T and Amy Amanda over and over again on whatever the fuck assignment she's on. Yeah. I want um, to read that fucking newspaper. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Seriously. Um, so she's now, um, she's gone up to his office to like try to find the documents because you got to find the documents now. I, you know, all of the documents. Um, in his office is a fucking terrarium with fucking lizards. Gross. On his main desk. Like, <laughs> what the fuck? Someone comes into his office. He has to look up over this terrarium to, to the door and is like, oh, hey, welcome to my office. Please sit down. Just look at me through the fucking <laughs> lizard terrarium. Yeah. Gross. Now, now, there are two lizards, so I don't know if it's supposed to be symbolic of his brother and the hardships they've had. I have oh, no idea. God, just a couple of lizards, just like me and my brother, a couple of lizards. <laughs> Couple of creepy lizards. Creepy, gross lizards. Oh, man. This is great. Little oh. brother shows up with the biggest gold chain just uh, around. The biggest gold chain are three gold chains. Because <laughs> there's one outside of the shirt and there's two inside. Holy shit, I didn't even notice the ones on the inside. Yeah. Like, is he is he trying to one-up Mr. T? What's happening? <laughs> <laughs> he catches vanity. Um, what do these gold good. changes represent that he's wearing? <laughs> um, this is great because I was genuinely concerned when I was. I, I know I got I get caught up in these TNTs, but he's like standing over the lamp at the desk and the lights lighting him from underneath, and he's like talking to her, and she's like playing stupid, like hey, la, la, and he's just like, <laughs> nope. I don't remember what he says, but then yeah. he just turns off the lamp and it goes black. I'm yeah. like, holy fuck! What is and he gonna do to her in the dark? <laughs> exactly. And already, like, just because, like, you know, yeah, we're looking up at him and the lighting is in his fucking gross like facial hair he looks like the devil um he's much less threatening though um when we see him in the next scene when you realize he's like five two so oh yeah <laughs> like Zan Dan vanity could absolutely take him out like she is taller than him but what's the end game it is pitch black in that office yeah what's he gonna do what is she gonna do i mean clearly he's going to like i guess tie her up her hands and uh i don't know i wouldn't what was it like oh my god i can't see anything Stay still. I know you're on the other side of the desk. Let me just move around. Oh, fuck. I, I knocked over the lizard terrarium. Ah! Don't fucking move. Her hands are tied behind her back with the lizards. <laughs> you just hear, like, in the darkness, them oh. running around. Oh, shit. Gross. My brother's going to be so mad at me. They're so mad at me. Yeah. Um. Anyway, we go back to um, Decker's because that's where T's office is now. Yeah. And him and Amy Manda are also up at three in the morning, I guess, waiting for her. No yeah. call. They got to go over there, pulling a late night together. It's wild. It's wild. And, the, and so we go over there and um, they pull up and there's Bunky taking photos from over there. It's like, hey, Bunky. Hey, Bunky. Why don't you do something besides like fucking taking photos? Like, I mean, I knew he's going to save the day in the end, but this asshole is just like taking photos. Like, don't you know what's up? Have you got, did she not like informed you of like what the, what the status is? Do you not know when all the supposed to be going down? Cause you just seem to be taking like random like shots. It's like he fucking is camped out there, just 
I his mean, life, I know, his trail job. of evidence, sure, you gotta prove your shit, whatever. But like, what are you investigating? Because you're investigating a senator that's dead? It's weird. It's wild. A lot of it wild. doesn't hold up. So, yeah, inside, they're going, they're threatening to kill Vanity by drowning her in the mud. Because with her, you know, with her hand tied behind her back, she's not gonna be able to get out of that mud, that, you know, like three inches of mud. <laughs> Like, I mean, yes, you can certainly be drowned in three inches of mud, but, like, it's going to take a little bit of effort. It's going to be painful, too, or just, like, weird oh, to drown Oh, definitely painful, but it's going to be hard to, like, force someone to drown three inches of mud. Well, they'd also have to bank that even with her arms tied behind her back, because her legs aren't tied, yeah. that they could take her in a mud wrestling <laughs> without her this arms. Which... This little guy? This little pipsqueak? No <laughs> well, way. She'll just slip right out. She'll just get right out. She'll just whoop, and then gone. I mean, one she could kick him in, like, Dunzo. Like, she can probably kick, like, his entire height. Like, he is very tiny. The, the tiny guy is, like, really like, hey, we want to give you one last turn in the ring too bad no one's gonna see your final match and then the older brother's like you know we could have been magic together we could have been great but now we gotta sir you were never gonna fuck vanity no like um are you john stamos are you john stamos no then you do not get to fuck vanity (laughs) only john stamos and john stamos's dad and that (laughs) weird (laughs) weird (laughs) so they kind of t and them roll up dudes take a Dude's taking photos of them. Star growth. Take it to the dangers of star. Sorry, that just popped in my head. I was like, what was the song from that? <laughs> Been trying to remember this whole fucking time. So there we see him trying to like drown her in the mud. All the lights in the club come on. T shows up. He just throws the the little guy, little little bro, like over a table. <laughs> so great. Amy Amanda kind of like skips into the mud <laughs> gingerly to get um, vanity yeah, I was, out. I was like real worried. Like, what kind of like weird '80s like gross shit are we gonna make Amy slash Amanda do now that there's two ladies in mud? Not a lot. Amy Luckily, Amanda keeps it classy. Yeah. T, I mean, older brother doesn't put him out of a fight. No. The little brother, the poor little guy, he gets a chair and, like, hits it against T, and T's just standing there like nothing happened. Like, yeah, Mr. T's standing there like he's a motherfucking beekeeper, like nothing's <laughs> phasing him. And the little guy is just, like, swinging the leg, the, the broken legs of the, the chair in front of T, wow. and it's like, dude, you're not even, you don't even have a knife. What are you going to do? Seriously. So T, like, blocks it and then, like, picks him up and throws him in the mud. All the all the bad guys end up in the mud. Yeah. Then everything goes normal. And then the dead come back. <laughs> the Emperor speaks. What was the what was the opening of that fucking Star Wars, last Star Wars movie? Uh, the dead remember. speak or something. Was that it? Was it the dead speak? Something like that. Yeah, that happens. But instead of, like, you know like the emperor it's just this fucking senator who like is doing the dumbest scheme for the dumbest reasons for the dumbest people was he hiding in the club the whole time great question was he with blunky or whatever his name is up with the fun, like just hiding out in that building blunky, yeah oh uh, i know because they were investigating that would be the worst place for him to be i i mean it is a great question of where the fuck this guy has been and what how does he know to be here did they call him like He's got a gun train on everybody. He tells the whole story as much as we know and what we've told you. And it makes no fucking sense. He's like, ah, if it had just been one more day, the insurance would have paid out. And then we could have gotten away. Me and my wife, we would have lived in a foreign country and no one would have. Like, what are you talking about? To his credit, he does put a time in on it. He's like, we could have like hidden out abroad for a few years. And then my question is, what after that, dude? Yeah, like you're old, but you're not 
that old. You're not like, Don Donald Trump is old enough. He could like live out the rest of his life in a foreign country. Um, but you, Maybe. sir, you're not quite there. Maybe you're like, in you're a few... like Ross Perot in 1992, who's going to go on to live for so many years. <laughs> Wait, hold thinks... on, hold on. Sorry. I know we looked, I know, I know we talked about this like two episodes ago now. Um, but I was just pulling the clip for the last episode when I, when I was editing. Yeah, he died in 2019. Ross Perot lived longer than Vanity. Vanity died in 2016. This is bullshit. It is bullshit. Why did Ross Perot have three more years on Earth than Vanity? vanity we may never know fuck i mean most likely like a long history of drug abuse you know before she sobered up but still but still it's weird to see her in this um anyway i the brothers are in the mud they try to stand up and he's like guys just stay down i don't want to have to shoot you but actually little bro <laughs> i'm gonna shoot you in the leg <laughs> stay down yeah and like I love that they like they like oh by the way yeah um you know these two uh the you know you would have gotten away with this but these two dumbasses like were um looking in your books trying to figure shit out so wait he has books that are there this scam, none of this like, makes sense why is this scam partially rooted through the people he owes money and again I unless they're like good friends I have no and that's what they say. This, he better be, this better be a state senator. Again, we're in Canada. I don't know how things work in Metro County. Like, are, are, is, it a, is he a Metro County senator? Like, what's going on? Are we, are we still pretending sometimes that this is the U.S.? Where is he a senator of? And, like, why does he not have money? And why is the top of his sweater like this? It's very <laughs> bad. <laughs> don't like it. This is just... So what... I, I also love how when they say... Um, something about how we can't get away with it anymore. And he's like, you know what? I think you're right. So he's already, uh, to him, this is over. Yeah. That's why he's got the gun pulled. It's like, I'm not going to be able to do this scam. I'm just going to kill all five of these people. That's all, that's all I have. I just got to kill them. I, I mean, I guess. But like, that's that's... That seems like a chore. Like, I'm sorry, old senator man, but like... I mean, everyone thinks he's dead already, so I guess if a dead man kills five people... Uh, yeah. I mean, because then he doesn't have to pay, if he doesn't have to pay off those guys, then him and his wife can go on with the plan and have more money because he doesn't have to pay off, like, the fucking people he owes money to. Like, was he always planning on killing them and then just not paying them? Because that would be the smart thing to do. I still don't know why he's running his books through their place, but whatever. <laughs> It's so weird. It's the craziest. So, uh, yeah, and he's about to, I guess, start killing people like he's a fucking beekeeper, which he is not. Um, oh, but all of a sudden, oh, there's a bright, bright flash of light. What's that? Oh, it's a camera flash. Bunky to the rescue. <laughs> about Bunky goddamn time. for the win. It was so awesome to have that flash go off because I knew for, immediately all of us were like, yeah. And then it just shows him like right behind the giant, huge flash of the camera. And then, of course, Mr. T grabs the gun throws this dude into the mud pit everyone's in up in the mud which i guess is just no one's coming out of that quick so yeah so uh yeah so we i we got him um so we cut back over to decker's gem and uh, Mr. T is uh, telling the story to Decker in a way that, like, only Mr. T trying to be funny can perform. Yeah, it's very strange. <laughs> He's so not good. <laughs> but again, as always, such a charming motherfucker. I don't care. Um, and, like, Decker's not really paying attention. He's like, come on, Decker, listen, listen. And then they were both in the mud. And you should have seen how Amy looked with mud on her face. It was very funny. Ha 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 ha. 
Did this happen after we left? Because Amy was not covered in mud when we well, left I them. Didn't at think the... she was covered. She says she had mud on her face. Ha 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 ha. I don't remember seeing any mud on her face. I, I think I think there was some mud on her. I think after the cops got there, who knows what happened after. By the way, I mean, she's wearing really this know. outfit that is all just covered in like a frog clasps that are just <clears throat> terrible. Like I didn't mention it, but it's very dumb looking. It's even on the shoulder. Like there's clasps on her shoulder. It's weird. And like the print on the jacket is strange and it's like a weird floral. It almost looks like upholstery. Yeah. Oh, no, wait, it's... you're talking about a different dress. The red, yeah, the, red, the, red one. the red yeah. jacket. Okay, the, I'm yeah. talking about her outfit in the gym. Oh. Which is no, no, purple no, no, was... and green. I was talking. Oh no, I was talking about before when the when uh, when she would have had mud on her face. Um, which I mean, God, like she's like she's Amy Man is having to wear the fucking all the frog clasps. Um, and like and vanity is just there splattered with mud. But like still, like I mean, just I mean, come on, come on. She's vanity. That's why I was saying earlier. It's it seems weird to see someone like because she's just. A- very attractive. Yeah. <laughs> not, not compared to everyone else, because, of course, Amy and Amanda, of course, T and Decker, but all like, looking good. But, like, in history, like, uh, oh, like yeah. Advanity, come on. But come when on. I'm thinking about, like, four TV actors in the 80s, yeah. she's definitely, like, a tier above definitely where she's at right she's now. Star power is what she's got. She's got star there you power. Go. She's got that star power. Yeah. But yeah, Mr. T is telling the story and oh, who comes up behind him? It's Amy Amanda and Vanity. Um Amy Amanda is now dressed like a fucking school marm, I guess. I don't know <laughs> what else. School marm just like the purple and green. Like I, she, like she's definitely an elementary school teacher but with shoulder pads. And to me, it's a toss-up, not to jump this yet, between this outfit and then older brother's outfit with the multi-patterns of worst dressed. Um, wait, 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 what now? So oh, remember, oh, oh, yeah, the Star, Star Trek brother. Star Trek brother. Oh, okay. And Amy Amanda, at least to me, I'm putting the pin in. Those are, to, to me, the worst dressed. Mm-hmm. Um, but Decker doesn't say a thing during this. Yeah. And which is weird. And if he didn't talk during the whole episode, I was like, are they trying to like shortchange Decker from like a money perspective? But no, he does talk earlier. But he's not gonna date with her. Yeah. So she's she tells Danforth to come come forth with, and they're gonna leave. And as he leaves, he's like, Decker, remember what I tell you about it? And, and then they leave, and then Decker puts his hand around the corner of the door with a thumbs up. It's great. That's the episode. That's it's a good one. It's a goodie. It's a goodie. I also like when they come up behind him and Amy says, T, we talked, we said we weren't going to mention the mud. The way that he turns around is like, oh no, I was caught, is is funny. I love it. I Again, he is the most charming fucking person. Ah, adore that man. And uh, yeah, De- Decker's Decker's great with like a comedy moment because like just that like his his like smile and that thumbs up. Ah, oh, he's great, great. He's a great comedic performer. And that's the episode. I loved it. Yeah, it's great. It's always a fucking great show. Best dress is clearly Vanity. Oh, come on, Van- when that leather with the fucking gloves. Amazing like, outfit. I mean, worst dress. Is it Star Trek guy? I fucking hate that pattern. Or I is mean, it Schoolmar, Mamie, and Anda. I I think it's. Or do you hate the frog, like those clasps worse? I mean, I do hate the clasp. I, I hate the fact that there's clasp on the fucking shoulders. That's very dumb to me. Um, but at least it got ruined with mud, so. <laughs> Red and black is are yeah. also classic sure. fashion colors, so I, I give it a pass kind of from that compared to School Marm, which was never. Yeah, School Marm is just god-awful. Like, I can't. Like, the Star Trek one is so, it's such a weird series of patterns that I don't even understand. I don't understand it. I, I don't understand it enough to judge it. It's too foreign. It's too foreign to me. Um, It is 
not of our century, so I don't know if I can judge it on the standards of our century. Mm. Um, I leave that to the people living um, outside of Starfleet on varying planet services in the 24th century. Hmm. Is Risa in Starfleet? I guess it's in Federation space. It's in Federation, but it's not. But they're not. It's not. You know, Starfleet. It's not a uniform. It's just like all those fucking people in Star Trek that are just like you know random citizens. They're always just wearing some weird pattern, like breathy, breezy clothes. And I'm like, what? Why are you wearing all these weird beige, like loose things? So you're saying the Romulans and the Cardassians, they can, they can judge this. I'm like, eh. Yeah, they can. Well, they can judge it in their time. I mean, exactly. That's what yeah, I mean. Yeah. Like the, the future yeah. will be able to judge it on their time. Yeah, someday we'll be able to judge this outfit. But now I just don't feel like we have enough information because clearly it is not of our century. So Meaning yeah, that so I think Amy Amanda is the school Amy is the is the worst. Come best. on, you are you you can do so much better, Amy Amanda. Yeah, not, no masquerades coming off Amy Amanda. Like, come <laughs> on, what's going on? <laughs> who wins and who loses is a tough one for me. <sighs> I mean, clearly the senator and the brothers lose big time because they don't get to do their scam. And for some reason, I don't know. But part of me wonders if Vanity lost because that's a lot of fucking work. I for mean, this story. she took that, she's taking down a senator though. I feel like you know, if you're a journalist taking down a senator, whatever you got to do to get there. I mean, it, like it dumb, dumb. I, too I much, like too but... much work, too much work. But like you know, when you're a go get 'em journalist, <laughs> this is what you got to do sometimes. I guess so. I mean, whew. so maybe she won because it worked out. I, I mean, she got she's getting the big scoop, so I, I think she won. Does Blunker or a Bunky, Bunky, Bunky basically has to just stay in a building twenty four seven, camped yeah. out. It's cold. There's no insulation. There is no furniture. Yeah, it kind of sucks being Bunky. And he doesn't even get the girl. Like I, I thought, maybe him and like uh, Vanity had a thing going, but no, she's with Decker. No. So like, he's just Bunky. Like, yeah, he saved the day in the end, but he just kind of stumbled into it. Like, he didn't know what he was doing. <laughs> yeah, it sucks being Bunky. So maybe Bunky loses. I think so. And does Vanity win, I guess? Yeah, Vanity win, Bunky loses. Because nice photos are going to suck. Like, he's not, it's not like he got any good photos. I mean, yeah, he has evidence, but that's only to support Vanity's article. Like, none of these photos are going to be used because there's nothing useful in them. And, I he, think and he fucked up one. He fucked up a whole roll of film. I was about to say, he fucked up in at the worst moment because those were the films of that senator leaving yeah. right before he supposedly died. Ugh. Mixed up with these guys. He got like, lucky that that guy wasn't dead so he could take another shot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Funky. I don't. I can't wait to see what's next. I, I love yeah. us doing these tea episodes. It's great. It's very good. It's very good. Thank you so much for listening to Ramjack. It's been a pleasure, Brad. As always, there's the RamjackPodcast.com. There is the YouTube channel. There's the Facebook group. You can get at us if you want. Tell us what how 2024 is treating you. Tell us about any board games you may be playing. Seriously, are you storming the Capitol? What are you doing? Um, I thought it might be fun to uh, take a, take a look at the synopsis of the next TNT just to just to get our appetite whetted. Oh yeah, sure, totally. Um, next up, ep- next episode is Fast Friends. A crack deal goes bad, leaving one boy on the run and his best friend unjustly arrested. Hmm. Maybe Sophie slash Sophie will show up. Mm. Is Renee even around? Like, I have no idea where she's. I mean, Renee was barely in the show to begin with. Like, so sad. We never got an episode with all of our characters in. Is the detective even in the title sequence anymore? I don't think so. I think he may be gone. Hmm. Huh. 
I'm fine with that, really. That's, that's, that's good with me. It does seem like it's been streamlined a little bit, but... And friend, just want to say as we're closing out here and we're saying saying goodbye, just want to, again, wish you a happy birthday. And I just oh. want to give you a word of caution. Um, as you're enjoying, you know, any festive treats... Um, if you're, you know, if you, if you're using your, your snack, your snack tray on your cup, which again is hilarious and it's very funny to see. Oh, so weird. Um, I just want you, I want to caution you about eating any snacks with honey, uh, because honey is, is, um, wildly flammable. (laughs) And, uh, of course I wouldn't want, you know, you or anyone in your home to be injured, um, because as we all know, you must protect the I'm a beekeeper. By the way, we didn't mention um, Alex. You're wearing you're wearing your Kiowa hat. Mm-hmm. Last week, some people were at Kiowa. Yeah, Tim Scott got engaged. Quotes to his girlfriend. Quotes. Um, on White Wasp Island, first of all, <laughs> didn't didn't know they allowed African Americans onto White Wasp Island. I'm shocked. Second of all, didn't uh, didn't know he was going to pull a Cory Booker <laughs> and get engaged to his girlfriend. I mean, we'll we'll see if it sticks. Yeah, we'll see if that sticks. I mean, if he doesn't um, become uh, like Trump's VP pick, I think there's a good chance that that uh, relationship could fall apart, much like Cory Booker and Rosario Dawson that uh, faded away into uh, the mist of history. Mm-hmm. But it was definitely a real and not at all fake uh, romantic relationship. So, you know. Hey, also, John Fetterman's wife left him, which is great because he's a piece of shit. <laughs> I didn't even know. I didn't know he was married. But, oh, yeah. yeah. Um, his wife was an undocumented immigrant at one point, oh. which makes his current stances on uh, immigration, like all, most of his stances, super shitty, including his stance of stancing on top of his office, waving an Israel flag. Bleh. Well, you know, dressing like a fucking idiot. So, you know, you know. I, but now, like, he's really, now he's, like, really gonna, like, if John Fetterman somehow becomes more divorced than he already, like, seemingly is, like, like, he's on paper, he's the most divorced-looking guy I've ever seen. But, uh, congratulations to her for getting away. Super shout-out. Appreciate it. Fuck that guy. Um, we did not mention it on the main show, and I wonder if it's something we should talk about next time. So I'm going to okay. say this with a pin in it. Put a pin in it. But the big game is coming up, Brad. Um, the big game being, of course, football, the Super Bowl. Oh, okay. Sure. Mm-hmm. And of course, um, Taylor Swift's boyfriend, who's a quarterback, is in the Super Bowl now. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. there is a lot – there are a lot of people mm-hmm. – apparently, uh, some of the people I follow on TikTok have noticed that Fox News – or a lot of conservative outlets are peddling conspiracy theories about how this was all part of the deep state. It's a psyop thing about Taylor Swift sure. and very specifically around the football team going with her being dating the quarterback that this is all part of some bigger conspiracy. Oh, yeah. The big Taylor Swift football conspiracy. What is the conspiracy lead to? Well, that's the bigger question. Maybe we can investigate more next time. But she- guys, guys, okay, I'm going to go undercover. I'm going to go undercover. I'm going to have to do some mud wrestling, um, but I mean, I'm going to yeah. find out what's going on. <laughs> You're going to have to go to one of those professional football mud wrestling events. Oh, boy. I'm going to have to, I'm gonna have to oh, mud man. wrestle. Um, wait, what is, the, what, is the, what is the team he's on? I think it's the Chiefs. Oh, I was going to say I would have to mud wrestle their mascot, but like um, Ooh. the Chiefs? 
mascot? Oh. I got a, I got a feeling that's not. It's not. It's not a good one. I, not a good one. I'm pretty sure they had to change it. Um, oh my! Is there? Their thing is like an arrowhead. Mm. Can you even still call yourselves the Chiefs? I mean, in 2024, the year of the Beekeeper movie. Who are they against? Do you see that? Um. Well, obviously, as I know, uh, it's the Baltimore Ravens. So not only is there that level from conservative media about that being some sort of conspiracy or setup, there's another person um, who is mentioned multiple times um, who 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 works with me about some sort of conspiracy um, theory. Sorry, their mascot is KC Wolf. Okay, he's a wolf. It's a wolf with ugly pants mm-hmm. and two different eye colors. Okay, find it very I mean, upsetting. I will not. I will not mud wrestle him. But better than better an than arrowhead. The obvious. Better than the obvious. I know their symbol is still an arrowhead. Yeah, that's. So, uh, me. I mean, um, but there's another level of the conspiracy just around, like, a, in the sports betting community about it. Very strange. First, Casey Wolf was first introduced in 1989 as a successor to War Paint. A horse ridden by a man wearing full Indian chief headdress. Oh, goodness. So yeah. the ravens are also built on Native American. Um, Good boy. Ugh. Yikes. Football is the fucking worst, man. Yeah. Fuck yeah. sports. Definitely. Oh, obviously, the name's Poe. Poe is the raven mascot, and he's a raven. Because, you know, you know, Baltimore, Maryland, Edgar Allan Poe, so. Yeah. Football. Oh man, big conspiracy. We're gonna use Taylor Swift to uh, with the football, and you know, because she's dating a football player. So obviously, it's a conspiracy because to um, get people to um, watch the Super Bowl. Don't people watch this? Isn't that <laughs> people watch the Super Bowl? I don't. Do you need Taylor Swift to make people watch the Super? Are people gonna watch the Super Bowl that don't watch the Super Bowl because of Taylor Swift? I think that a lot of people are gonna watch the. I think a lot is of- Taylor Swift performing at the Super Bowl. Do they get like a discount on having Taylor Swift perform at the Super Bowl if her boyfriend is in the game? I don't know. So while the Super Bowl does impressive numbers from like an audience perspective, Taylor Swift at any one of her concerts pulled more people into the area than a Super Bowl ever has, which I know sounds strange. So yeah, but uh, at, yeah, at a concert, sure. But I'm like, I, like, are there people that? Are there people that are going to watch a Super Bowl that wouldn't watch a – because I feel like Super Bowl is like basic-ass normie people shit. Mm-hmm. Taylor Swift, basic-ass normie people shit. I feel like that Venn diagram is like almost entirely the same. So since her and this man have dated and since she appears at some of the games like watching him, they'll cut over to her like in the box seats watching – their numbers for those games from a watch perspective have gone up like a significant amount. We're talking more than like 25%. Like it's a, it's a shockingly high number. Cause I also would think those, I didn't even think those Venn diagrams would be able to go. Cause most people who don't, most people don't like football. Like it's, it's, it's one of the most popular sports in America, but most people don't even watch sports anymore. And yeah, really didn't. And a lot of people who like Taylor Swift may not like sports, but for some reason, enough of those people are tuning into sports just to see her supporting this dude. Okay. She's not, she's not performing at the Super Bowl. And part what? of that is also because I think they've asked her many times and she turns it down because she really, she only supports her boyfriend. She kind of fucking, she hates football or like doesn't like it for all the obvious reasons she wouldn't like football. Right, so good right. for her from that to a point, sure. I guess. But also supposedly like a lot of people would, there's another layer, which again goes into the sports conspiracy part beyond what Fox News is peddling. Um, 
the concept is if she was formed at the Super Bowl, Swifties would come and they would come to the Super Bowl and they would be buying like vying for the same seats that sports fans really want. So then there would be like a conflict of interest there. And then after she performed, they would all just leave. So it would, would be, be a bad trip. I mean, that would be that the would best be scenario. So great if like all the fucking Taylor Swift fans like come and then they just leave and like the Super Bowl is just like empty and it's like nobody's watching that shit. I kind of would love that. That would be awesome. I, I kind of hope. I mean, I, that's I my conspiracy. That that's how we're going to take out football. Like, and because then all those fucking dudes are just going to have like fucking strokes like John really Fetterman. Will. And then their wives will leave them if they haven't already. Like John Fetterman. Well, if their their husbands have a stroke or like blood vessels will burst, they'll die. A lot of them are going to die. Oh, most of them are going to die. They collect yeah. that sweet insurance money. Oh, and yeah. And if any of them are politicians, we know there's that extra kick. Mm. And then they just I mean, live their but happy if, if lives. Taylor Swift, if Taylor Swift causes um, – because it's a – obviously, it's a conspiracy. It's a political mm. conspiracy. Mm. Therefore, ergo, uh, um, political payoff, please. It's part of, um, my husband died because of a political conspiracy. Thank you, thank you. Money, 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 money. <laughs> I think it's wrong. I think it's wrong. <laughs> These old men, all they got is football. And then, and then Taylor Swift's going to go up and perform and all the people are going to leave. And no one cares about those old people. Those old people just want to watch football. Who's looking out for them? <laughs> it's not like a kid that's got parents looking out for them. They got nobody. Their wife's left them. Because <laughs> they're assholes. I cannot wait to watch Beekeeper. God, I'm I so fucking, fucking excited for this Please movie. Please let me have Beekeeper 2. Let me have Beekeeper 2. <laughs>